Welcome, this is LeBaron and my co-host Michael, and I'm welcoming all of you to our show, Otaku American. Morning, guys. So, uh, what exactly have you been up to uh, recently? Well, for the most part, uh, I've, been re- I've really been playing mostly uh, games on my Xbox. Which and No, no, it's actually pretty no, good. No, Xbox in general. Uh, you whack. Someone at work referred to me as being an Xbox Xbox fanboy, so... Yeah, I don't care what they say. I'll be an Xbox fanboy. You know, like uh, a friend of mine, he actually has a... Uh, he actually calls Xbox the wax, the whack box. And I'm like, really, whack box, huh? Well, I'd rather be whack than play the gay station. <laughs> Why would you call it the gay station? Just to piss him off, that's all. <laughs> I would just say man. You gonna call if I have a PlayStation? You going first of all? If I'm gonna call your uh, system the whack box, and you call it the PlayStation, I can't be mad. So exactly. But no, why have you been playing on Xbox? Well, I've been playing um, this game called Mars War Warlogs, and what the hell? What is that? Yeah, it, well, it's the game on the arcade marketplace. Where you play as um, a you play as a character who is in a prisoner of war, like a military prison, but it's kind of a weird prison because you're on a planet Mars. So you know everything kind of is. What's the name of this game? It's uh, Mars Warlogs. Oh, I don't I don't remember it being called Warlogs. I, it's available on PlayStation also, and I've seen it. Mm-hmm. I just never downloaded it. No, it's it's warlogs like um like how the Elder Scrolls has Arena, Oblivion, Daggerfall. So more Mars is like Elder Scrolls, and then Warlogs is the name of that particular game. Name wise, yeah. Because you're saying it's like Elder Scrolls, how you know Elder Scrolls has Oblivion, Arena, Daggerfall, Morrowind. Well, um, as of right now, this is just it's just one game. I don't know if they're gonna make more or not, but. I'm just saying it's kind of it's kind of like that. So it's like an RPG? Uh, it's an American-style RPG? It's definitely... Um, it's definitely an American game. Um, well, can you give... Uh, what are some... Like, I know the difference. There's the American RPG and there's the mm-hmm. Japanese RPG. The JRPG games are like uh, Xenogears and um, Final Fantasy, of course. Right. And Grandia and those kind of games. Whereas the American RPGs tend to be like um, the Elder Scrolls is an American (laughs) RPG. The original Fallout, the first one and the second one that came out on the PC, those were original uh, are American RPGs. And then your contemporaries are more like um, Mass Effect is it a is a contemporary RPG, which is American RPG, which is kind of you know I was I was talking to somebody earlier. Well, I mean that's just another regular American RPG. Yeah, but a lot of people look at it as it being like a third person shooter, less an RPG and more a third person shooter. And I don't really know why they would look at it that way because you still have the levels and you still have the powers and all of that good stuff that come with RPGs, and they actually work well with the game. With Mars. You um you're you're actually playing in the game and the game as you play it, it kinda reminds you of Mass Effect, whereas you can use like guns or particularly a nail gun in the game. Or you can use like powers or you can just go like straight up melee. 
but the the crazy thing though is uh since he's like in a prison you don't get like traditional weapons i mean he might find like an iron pipe and you can add like spikes to it you can add like a wrist guard and all these different contraptions you put on there and it actually makes the weapon pretty worth having because you end up turning like a stick into like the gravity hammer from Halo. <laughs> That's straight up ridiculous. So wait a minute, the game's plot, it's set in what? Is it like a um, a steampunk kind of thing? Or is it like a uh, Neo-Japan kind of thing? Or is it like more in the future? Or is it more in the past? Or is it like more in the present? Well, it's more in the future because Mars has been colonized and there's breathable air and all that stuff there. So, so it's been terraformed. It's been terraformed already, but that's about as futuristic as the game is going to get. It's it's kind of like the difference between like 1992 and 2012. How in 92 we're thinking, oh, in, in the year 2000 we're going to have flying cars and all that. And then in 2000 comes, we just have better internet and internet speeds and better phones. And everything yeah. else is about the same. It's, Woo! you know, in the new millennium, you know, everyone was like, yeah, new millennium. Then when it comes, it just felt like the same load of crap with a two in the front. But at any rate, <laughs> thank you for that insight. That insight comes brought to you by <laughs> Big L. But it, the game is like that. Whereas, you know, you can do all of these different missions and you can actually recruit different people who each have their own personality and, you know, set of fighting styles. So you can pretty much... It doesn't really matter who you choose to go with you throughout the game. Because, you know, your main character can do just about everything. But basically what you're doing, you and, in the beginning, this, um, I guess, young adult, you're trying to escape from the prisoner of war camp. He wants to go back to his family's house, see how they're doing, you know, how most prisoners are they want to get out either do their own thing see a family commit another crime something so you're going through the game and you're getting out of the prison you end up getting out and i don't want to give too much away about the game though so yeah you get out of prison and you have a this is all part of front the beginning of the game though right yeah this is still in the beginning it's a pretty long game, and is this game by any chance? I'm, I'm sorry to cut you off, but is this game kind of like a? Uh, is it like a digital download game only, or can you buy it in the store in a brick and mortar store? That, uh, well, I just downloaded it. You can probably yeah, buy it. Yeah, I saw it online. I saw it on the PlayStation Store, but I now I don't think I've because you know recently we've been to GameStop a couple times. And uh, I don't think I've seen it at GameStop. Yeah, I didn't, so. I didn't see it at GameStop either. But the game or is... Or at Walmart it, or Target. It is good enough for you to buy... For you to... You would think that you would buy it in a store because the game is good enough when you're playing it. So, hmm. since you like the game to some extent, uh, as of right now, how, how many hours would you say on an estimate have you played of the game in order to give us like some kind of a review or uh, a ranking? Um, you know, I, I didn't even check the hours that I put into that game. Well, if you had to give it from a scale of, uh, from a five-star, um... Oh, with a five-star scale? Yeah. Um, i give that game about four, four and a half. Really? Yeah, it's actually How much is really the game? good. Online, or in the, uh, Xbox? Well, it's cheap. It, it's cheap enough that I don't even remember how much I paid for it. Maybe like ten dollars? Or fifteen, something like, something like that. 
considering you know what i think i actually bought that game with microsoft points right before they actually switched it to actual money they, they actually switched it over because i heard about them switching it over but yeah. i haven't really noticed it yeah it was either yesterday or the day before that where so i got a little it message from on like, the screen it went from like this how many microsoft points you got to this is your dollar value yeah that's exactly how they did it they sent me a little message and they said everything is going to be used through straight up charging and all that good stuff and they sent me a message saying you know you had this many microsoft points and it's equivalent to this dollar value so what we're going to do is kind of put it in like a microsoft bank online bank for you mm-hmm. that way the next time you want to use something you can, it can put go right that credit towards it yeah yeah. Ah, because it, to me, like the Microsoft Point thing was great. Like when I was at the height of using Xbox 360, and I had you know the antiquated, the antiquated um, MP3 player, also known as Zune. When I had the Zune Marketplace and the uh, Xbox 360, um, I would use the same Microsoft Points because, of course, they'll go either way. But at the same time, I wish it was more like a dollar value, uh, a mo- monetary value, because you're not entirely sure how much you're really spending. Because it's like, you know, five, like 500 Microsoft points is equivalent to what? So they never really gave it's like me six dollars. Like, it's like five or six dollars. Because when you when you actually go to add points, it actually shows you how many Microsoft points and how much each one costs. Yeah, but like when I would go to Zoom Marketplace, it was like I would imagine. Um, one dollar was equivalent to 79 points, which is ridiculous. Yeah, which was a little weird because you're like, it's like dollars to pesos type thing or something like that. <laughs> so, I was like, uh, or yeah, okay. <laughs> I was like, I don't know how many points this is, but and I'm happy that they're now gone to, they got away from that and they just going on strictly like dollar or yen or whatever the monetary guy. I don't really mind the Microsoft points. Because you're an Xbox lover, so of course you wouldn't mind it. Yeah, but I love PlayStation also. But what do you have right now? I have my Xbox right now. And what you, and you just got rid of your PlayStation. Now, we, we don't have to go into why you got, got rid of your PlayStation. Yeah, there was a purpose for but it. But you had two systems, and you kept one over the other. Yeah, because for PlayStation 3 in particular... As opposed to PlayStation 1 and 2. PlayStation 3, I only had about five or six games for PlayStation 3. Whereas with PlayStation 2, I had like 35 games. And PlayStation 1, oh man, I had like 40, 50 games. I get PlayStation 3 and it's like the exclusive PlayStation 3 are like, I can count them on my hands. Like, you know. So is it needless to say that? When the next generation consoles come out, you're probably going to lean more so to our Xbox One. No, I'm, I'm going to get both again. Wow, you balling like that? Yeah. <laughs> like taking out a second mortgage. Put the bad boys on layaway. It's all good. Nah, I'm kidding. Uh, <laughs> no, some people are not kidding. But um, it's actually not a bad. Idea. For me personally, the uh, like like I said, I haven't really been watching too much anime. Um, a lot of what I've been doing is, you know, recently for the last couple weeks, nothing but games came out. So, the, I'm playing currently, um, right now, uh, what do I have? I have Remember Me, I have Saints Row, which we're going to talk about later, and I have yeah, Madden. I still want to play Remember Me. And I, I have Madden. Trailer for it. 
I have Madden currently, and when I first played Madden, I know you don't like Madden, so you don't even have to say anything. I didn't say anything. So, you don't have to go, ah. I'm so, completely biased, so I'm not going to say anything. Yeah, you're a completely biased. But, um, so, like I was saying, when I first got Madden, my first impressions of the game weren't particularly good. Because the, um, like, I only, like, first, okay. The first thing is, with Madden, I'm not your stereotypical Madden player. Most Madden players play online, play against other people, and just play the game all day, all night. I don't do that. I can play it all day, all night, but I'm not playing it online. I'm not playing against other people. I'm barely even playing against the game. What I'm doing is I'm playing Madden like it's an RPG, like it's a um, a managing kind of game, like a football manager. Well, when I say football, I mean American football. Okay, that sounds and, a little weird. Yeah, so what I end up doing is just playing franchise mode over and over again. Not to mention, I have... Now, I do play NCAA, and I play that online, because I feel that the game is faster and makes more sense. I've mentioned this in another podcast previous. And so, I have all these extra... Um, I As you press... Unlike last year's Madden NCAA, last year's Madden NCAA, you couldn't... Like, when you progress through your Dynasty mode in NCAA... In this one and the la- later ones, you could um, save your draft classes and then place them on Madden. Last year, I didn't buy Madden because you weren't able to do that. They took that out of the game, out of both games. You weren't like you weren't able to do it in NCAA. You weren't able to save them, and you definitely weren't able to import them into Madden. So I didn't even bother. I didn't even see the point in getting Madden. So I didn't get Madden. Uh, this year, they said they were going to put it back in there. So of course, this year I bought Madden. So from I've been playing it now for, I would say, probably a good 20 hours worth of the game. So far, when I first started playing it, I didn't particularly care for it because it takes too long to simulate. Like, like a, I don't play the game, so a lot of times I simulate through the game. So it takes like a long, it takes, in general, it probably doesn't, amount of time. it probably doesn't take that long. It's probably like minutes. But for me, you know, when we're talking about next-gen systems, it shouldn't take no more than like a minute for no more than yeah no more than a minute for it to simulate through a, a season but you have to keep pressing the advance week thing every single week so man dude that minutes in a video game is just it's it's seeming like minutes like on live online well just live air in, in general like if you're on alone if you're a newscaster or something you know three minutes you know three minutes it seems like nothing but if you're live on the air and you just stare at the screen for 15 seconds, it could seem like an eternity. So minutes are a, kind of a big deal in the video game world. Yeah, I would have to agree with that. But like I was saying, um, it takes you know it takes some time to get from week to week and to finish finish up a um, season. Um, but so far since I've been playing it now, and I've you know um, I've gotten and progressed pretty well in the game the first couple years you know i'm a jet fan so you know don't take pity on me but um (laughs) i'm a jet fan so you know the first like five years of simulating they just totally sucked i ended up having to fire my coach and um now i've won like maybe two back-to-back super bowls now there was one thing i don't particularly care about the game and you would think you know after a while i understand it's canned responses canned you know, everything. You're not going to know exactly, you know, they can't anticipate a lot of things. But if I won the Super Bowl back-to-back years, and in the news it says, 
that we didn't make the playoffs. I'm trying to figure out how the how that news coverage, like if 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 the game acknowledges that I won the Super Bowl the year before and this past off season, this past season, there should never be when I'm in a draft. It should never be. They should be looking for a center because if you know last year when they didn't have a center, they didn't make the playoffs. But I just won the Super Bowl, so I don't understand that statement. There's just certain little things about it. It's like kind of like nitpicking, really. But as a whole, when I played the game, abort. Your logic is flawed. Abort. Abort. <laughs> when I played the game, the game, you know, for the most part, I I actually like the game. Um, I don't know how often I'll be playing it, especially when GTA Five comes out. I don't know how often I'll be playing it. Hey, that's not out yet. No, it hasn't. Uh, GTA 5 won't come out. Um, and when I say GTA 5, for people who don't know, it's Grand Theft Auto 5. Um, that's not going to come out until September 17th. I thought that so, one was out already. No, it, uh, that um, Saints Row was intentionally coming out almost a month before um, GTA 5, which I don't have a problem with that because they're direct competitors. So, you know, if you know that, why, you know, for the most part, why would you? have the games come out all this that's the one thing i don't like about um the game calendar year a lot of games tend to come out you know late summer into the fall and then in the summer there's like no games coming up but as a whole if i had to give uh madden a rating now if i was a madden head or someone who really really loves football i'd probably give it a four uh, maybe a 3.7 or something somewhere in that range um, coming from myself, who doesn't really play the game to be playing it in the way they intend you to play it and just plays franchise mode, uh, I would say I'd probably give it a three and a half. It's, you know, it's a, it's, it's a decent game. There's a couple of little uh, issues like, you know, the defense is like literally horrible. To me, the defense is like literally horrible. There, and when I'm playing in offense and it's like, I mean, I've played in five games, like I said, I've only I played in five games, and I'm like I'm either just down by maybe a point or I may be up by two points, and without fail, every single time the CPU decides within the two minute mark of the fourth quarter I'm gonna fumble the ball. It's happened five times, and I'm you know this. It, is that the way you're going to make the game harder or is it going to be that, you know, or another thing that happens is my wide receivers, every time they get hit, they drop the ball. It doesn't matter what rating they are. They could be 70 to like 99. And as soon as a dude who's like 68 hits them, they drop the ball. Meanwhile, meanwhile, on the other team, when you when I'm literally jar hitting them with a jarring hit. They're holding the ball like, you know, they're Terrell Owens when they like, get knocked out. Face. <laughs> I'm like, yo, this game is, it, the game, I don't know, maybe, hopefully they're going to tweak that. Maybe that's totally fair, yeah. I should smack you. But, um, <laughs> this game, it, you know, as a whole, you know, I, I like the game. Just, you know, if you're having a close game, beware, that may happen. So, but other than that, uh, we're going to break into our first song and... Our first song is going to be our transition into our next game that we're going to both talk about, which is Saints Row 4. Uh, we're going to play the uh, first song from the first Saints Row that came out back in Xbox, because the original Saints Row weren't was not uh, able to come out on PlayStation. And that song, 
That song is from David Banner and it's called Get Your Guns. The first song on the um, Saints Row game, the very first song on the Saints Row game. And uh, speaking of that game, of course, uh, we're going to talk about the most recent Saints Row game that came out in the series, and that would be Saints Row 4. I have Saints Row 4 on PlayStation. My brother has Saints Row 4 on Xbox. As a whole, do you think, uh, I don't, I watched you playing uh, Saints Row, and I noticed, uh, I didn't notice anything really different between your Saints Row and my Saints Row. Yeah, they should be exactly the same. They should be the, exactly the same, but that always that doesn't always happen. What did you think about Saints Row, though? Well, I just finished it yesterday. Finished the main story quest and all the side quests. Didn't do any of the challenges yet, though. Good job, buddy. But I did everything Wonderful. Else. No life. <laughs> <laughs> I don't care what you think. <laughs> Anyways... Now, well, to give the game out of a five-star rating. Now, as I was playing Saints Row, or Saints Row 4, you start off playing the game, and, you know, you're the president, you're in the White House. Everything seems, you know, just just like Saints Row, the original ones. Then, you know, the aliens come, and they attack, and you end up getting abducted, and you end up in, like, a simulated world that he's got you trapped in to kind of, I guess, trick you into think that into thinking that you guys didn't actually get abducted, nothing actually happened, but you know it did, and you end up escaping anyway. Well, first of all, um, in that whole scenario, technically, this game was really originally supposed to be an add-on to the Saints Row 3. That's why they're similar to each other. Um, secondly, the add-on was supposed to be called Saints Row 3 uh, Enter the Dominatrix, and that's why what you just said was similar to the Matrix. Yeah. It's, vir- it's virtually the Matrix, but in Saints Row, Saints Row and Ized, whatever. I'm just making up words. It doesn't matter. No, it, it's definitely, it definitely seems like you're actually playing like a Matrix game. I mean, you come out of a cocoon. Like, I, I don't mean to be a spoiler, but in the game, there's a point in which one of the main characters, uh, um, friends, uh, advisors, Mackenzie, Kenzie wakes you up without actually like you get to a door you go through the door and you just wake up butt naked on an alien ship and you're running around you know blurred out yeah you're kind of you're kind of like in a pod with like pink goo in it which was weird real weird very very weird but and that, that, I still let that go but as you're playing, as I well, as I was playing in the game, and I started progressing and unlocking all of the skills and powers and everything, 
it kind of seemed like I was, it kind of seemed like I wasn't really playing Saints Row anymore, but it kind of seemed like I was playing... Crackdown? No, I wouldn't say so much Crackdown. For me, it was Crackdown. It seemed just like, especially considering I wasn't able to fly yet, or glide. Well, you know, I played through the whole game, and you can't actually fly, as what, you know, most people were saying, who obviously didn't play the game. Like, oh man, how is it that you can fly? No, you can't fly. So what are you saying, that I didn't play the game? No, not you. The people that were putting up reviews and everything, well, I wouldn't really say reviews, but the people that are talking about the game before it actually came out, they're like, I don't want to be able to fly. I'm like, well, guess what? You can't fly. All you can do is glide. Congratulations! <laughs> Achievement unlocked. But as I was playing it, and I got all powers, like the j- jump really high, run really fast, glide, and all of that good stuff. There's actually a lot more powers. It seemed like I was playing Prototype 2. That's that's what it felt like I was playing, Prototype 2. You played Prototype 2 already? Yeah, I actually... That um, game came out? Yeah, oh, yes, that game came out like long ago. I beat that one too. Prey 2. No, Prey 2, I'm still waiting for that. I can't wait to play that game. But it seemed like I was playing Prototype 2 just by the way you look... And the way you control him when he's running up buildings and when you're like gliding and the way you jump and everything, it seemed just like Prototype 2. Except you had like, well, Prototype 2, you have guns and stuff also. So it seemed, it really felt like I was playing Prototype 2. I was like, uh, okay. But, you know, later on in the game. Prototype 2 was the one that had the uh, black guy, right? Yeah. Okay. But later the black on. black guy who used to be a police officer or something like that. Military, I don't know if he was. Yeah, paramilitary, I would say. I wouldn't really say police. Unless it's like military police. But, but as I'm playing Saints Row, after after that little feel, you know, you kind of got used to that. And then it actually started feeling more like Saints Row. Now, <laughs> with Saints Row, I noticed that throughout the entire game, I was laughing the whole time I played the game, man. The no, entire the game is time. incredibly funny. It the is game funny. is hilarious. I'm in here dying as I'm playing the game. It's actually, it was actually one point in the game, like way towards the end of the game, where you actually have find like a, a power suit, and when you put it on. These guys took it back to the Transformers movie with with the song "You Got the Touch." <laughs> I, was like, I noticed that song what? was in there. I was crying, laughing when I heard that. I was like, "Oh no, they did!" I was like, "Yes, they did." And I'm playing that. You get the power suit. You kind of look like a. You kind of look like a Spartan that runs around in the world of Tron, except without like the neon stuff on his body. After that, watching all the crazy, just most, it's just think of the craziest scenario you could possibly be in, and that's most of the scenarios in Saints Row 4. After that, think of the silliest, funniest, most off-the-top way you could possibly complete that scenario, and that's what you have to do. Whereas, there will be certain missions where they're they're called ganky ganky missions or something something i don't know if i'm saying it right yeah but ganky yeah ganky yeah professor professor ganky or something like that where he's got missions where there are these giant glowing hoops on different parts of the stage and you have to 
use like telekinesis to pick up cars and throw them through the hoops and you got to pick up his head and throw it through a hoop and you got to pick up like people walking around and throw them through a hoop also and then you got the commentators like cheering for you it, it, it sounds like the commentators from from like a Madden Ooh. game They're like wow it looks good and bam right through the hoop but that's the whole purpose of the Genki Bowl when you play Genki in uh, Saints Row 3 or if you played it in Saints Row 4 now it's the whole thing is like uh, muscle bound, like yeah. football players who are high on like all kinds of steroids, and yeah. it's the commentary is ex- ex- it's like um, <laughs> I don't want to say this, but it's like, like XFL NFL blitz. No, it's kind of like NFL blitz or the XFL games and stuff like that, where everything is over the top for the or um, the league. Uh, everything's over the top and weird and like you know you shoot up steroids in order for you to get a better high or whatever to get through the uh, mission. Yeah. The whole game was just that whole section of the game. Even the Saints Row Three was ridiculous. That seems, you know, shooting up to get through the missions. That seems like the game, the Warriors, were to restore your hit points. You had, you had to snort coke. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But I think, uh, actually, I think the guy who does the voice for the Genki Bowl, I believe, is Bill Romanowski. It might be both Romanowski or somebody else who's like a football player who was known for taking steroids. But. um my impression. So, what would you give the? Uh, what would you rate the game for yourself? No oh, man, Saints Row Four. Well, I got I got to factor in like replay value and everything because after you beat the main story and the side missions, eh, you don't really want to play anymore. But you do. But you don't. But you do. But you don't. But you do. So I Which is it? Yeah, you're trying to figure that out for yourself as you're looking like, uh, I'll just do random stuff. But, well, okay, let me ask you this before you actually uh, say what it is. Um, Saints Row 3, did you want to play that? After you beat that game, did you want to play that again? Um, you know, thinking back, did I finish Saints Row 3? I know I didn't finish Saints Row 1. Good job, buddy. Did I, I finished Saints Row 2 and 3. And yes, I will actually go back and play those again. Saints Row 4, I still have it, so, you know, I'm gonna, uh, I'm gonna say maybe, I'm gonna give that game about, I'd give it a 4. Yeah, that seems pretty good. I'll give it a 4. I was gonna say, like, 3.85, but I don't think I could do that. So I'm just gonna give no, it a 4. You can't do that. You get hit for doing something like that. <laughs> Dude, hitting three, the face 3.85. What kind of crap? What do you want? What do you want? Um, for me, the game. I like. Yeah, obviously. Um, you're taking a, you're taking the drugs that they have in the game. But um, I, for Saints Row Four, it, for me personally, now that Madden came out, I'm playing Madden more than I'm playing Saints Row Four. But um, Saints Row Four for me was. I'm still looking forward to GTA Five. Um, because I pretty much knew what I was getting out of Saints Row 4, which was the same thing as Saints Row 3. But as a whole, you know, they, they, there was some interesting situations. Spoiler. Um, they destroyed the planet. Within, like, the second chapter, they pretty much, the planet is ex- destroyed. Yeah, completely. They did it in the craziest way possible. Right when you free all of your companions from the computer-generated world... You get in your little spaceship and you're flying back towards the Earth, like, yeah, we're gonna go home. Then all of a sudden, boom! <laughs> and you're just there and they're like, 
No, but you didn't save all your companions, if you, if you remember. If you remember, you saved the, two of your companions, uh, Keith David, the real actor, who's the vice president, and uh, Kenzie saved you, and you head back to the planet. And when you're yeah, headed back to the planet, right, yeah. that's when they blow it up, and then you have to go back into the spaceship. And as soon as you blow it up, you hear the alien overlord messing with you. Oops, did I do that? Like, yeah, you did. <laughs> he gave you the Steve Urkel. You blew it up. You blew it up. <laughs> but for me, the game, I like the game. The game was cool. Um, I would probably give it, like, probably a three. Because I don't the replay value won't be that high for me because it's basically you're playing Saints Row Four again, Saints Row Three again. So for me, it's not really the same situation. As a yeah, like I said, it's probably a solid three replay value. I don't see it being that good, being that high. Um, when you're playing a game, for me, when I was playing a game, I got a little bored because you're doing you're basically playing Crackdown. You're basically playing Crackdown with, like, crazy hilarity going on in the background. So, you know, um, anyone who's played Crackdown on Xbox to know exactly what I'm talking about. You're, you're, like, basically ore punting, and you're jumping over buildings and, you know, speeding and running on walls and stuff like that. So, for me, it was like, eh, okay, next. And I played uh, Remember Me. Remember Me, on the other hand, is actually, you know, surprisingly, it's it's pretty good. I actually like it. But it, you know what it reminds me of? It reminds me of Deus Ex. You know how Deus Ex... Yeah, it, the only reason why I say it reminds me of Deus Ex is because it reminds me of... Um, it's like... It takes, like, um, conspiracy theorist type. Like, it's like conspiracy theorists and one-on-one when you're playing a game. Just like Deus Ex is, like, out of control with it. So... Because the girl, first of all, in the beginning of the game, the game, the girl's name is Nillen, and she, um, you find her in a, um, like a reprocessing plant. plant. What, does her name change? No. Okay. See, that's the thing, though. I've, I've only, I think I'm in episode four of the game, and uh, the game, it's like, you know, you have, um, there's these things in the back of your neck that's like a hologram. 3D hologram that you see in the back of people's necks that accesses their brains and their memories. And um, you're basically in line and you're about to get uh, reprogrammed, basically. I do remember seeing that from the preview. So, you know, some guy named Edge helps you out, it turns out. Well, according to what I've known so far in the game, Edge looks like he's one of, uh, he's a, you know, a good guy, if you want to call that. Because the way, like I said, it, like Deus Ex, you never knew who was good and who was bad, really. Because everybody was, like, playing both sides of the fence. So, and this game is no different than that. And and that's what makes the plot actually pretty good. Uh, the graphics is very, you know, it's, you know, current-gen graphics. So, it's pretty good in that aspect. The game mechanics um, are pretty good. I, the combo system, I think, is a little, you know, hairy. And like I was mentioning to a co-worker yesterday uh, at work, the game itself, the camera angle is the thing that kills me the most about the game. Like there's things like it's like a it's like a third person shooter with, you know, hand to hand combat and platforming aspects. And it's the platforming aspects that I have the problem with because the platforming aspects will have me um, I have I'll be clinging to a wall. And then I have to get to a point where I have to jump to the opposite side of, like, whatever alleyway I'm in. And, okay, there's a part where I get to the wall, I climb, I have to jump to the opposite wall in the alleyway. 
and then jump over on the same side to another ledge. But because of how the camera angles is and because you have to point in the direction that you're going in, sometimes it doesn't work that way. Like I had to jump over and then jump onto the next ledge that's adjacent to it. And for some odd reason, like every time when I tried to do that, I just kept going back and forth in the alley. So I kept jumping back and forth, back and forth, back and forth, back and forth. So I almost like quit just right then. I was like, you know what? I don't know how often I have to do this. Other than that, the, the camera angles can be a really hindrance, uh, especially when you get further, progress further into the game. Also, fight scenes were kind of weird with the camera. I'll say the only negative that I have so far with the game was the camera angle. Because it wasn't a fixed camera. It was like, you know, if you move here, it's just going to it's gonna switch out and go to another direction. And, you know, if you're fighting someone who's relative, like, I happen to be fighting one of the main, the first boss who's... His name was uh, Kid Christmas, which is, like, totally insane and (laughs) stupid. But um, when I was playing against him, you know, he puts, like, mines on the ground, and they're, like, proximity mines. So when the camera is flying in the air and you're looking up rather than looking down, you you tend to also get one of the uh, proximity mines. So the the camera almost made me lose that altogether by itself. You know... It might just be me. Maybe I'm the only one that thinks this way, but it seems like most of the new games that came out in like the last three, four years, it seemed like the biggest enemy in the game was the camera. It seemed like the camera's always working against you in the game. Yeah, I've noticed that too. Um, But for this game, the camera really, it's like the AI is the camera. So (laughs) you you can't beat the camera. So, but uh, as a whole, you know, aside from the camera angle, because for the most part, when you're doing regular stuff, it's not that bad. It's just that when you really need it to really work correctly, sometimes it gets a bit sketchy. So, but uh, we're going to get to our second song, Flash Free by Style 5 uh, from the anime Free. So that was Splash Free by Style 5 uh, from the anime Free. Uh, I've been watching the anime for a little bit. Um, it's basically a swimming anime. It's just something that um, came up in between other animes I was waiting for. So it's okay for the most part. It's one of those animes and not. It's one of those animes in which when you watch it, you're like, what, what the hell are Japanese people thinking sometimes? And um, but as a whole, it's not bad. The writing is actually pretty good. So, but since we're already talking about anime, we're gonna um, 
basically talk about what we've been watching recently. And what I've been watching recently was pretty much nothing. <laughs> so I haven't really watched too much of anything. Uh, I think I just finished. Uh, I watched uh, the most recent episode of Servant by Service. And that anime is getting a bit out of control and crazy. Um, I think the last time I spoke about the anime, they were um, their boss, their head boss showed up and he turns out to be a stuffed animal. So, but, you know, as a whole, things are going on. And one of the people that the woman, um, the one uh, civil servant, newer person, uh, the woman, the old woman that comes and sees her all the time and talks her ear, ear off. Um, Her grandson shows up And you know He's a very responsible person That's what they keep saying over and over again So that means he doesn't have too much of anything else going for him But he's just real He's real responsible As a whole um, He uh He's sitting there talking. His grandmother's there talking to her, and he's there looking at her and everything else. He obviously his grandmother mentioned something to him about it because he actually went there to uh, apologize for his grandmother. But at the same time, he went there to also see what this woman looks like. And uh, as he was there, he runs into uh, Hazabi, who's the uh, character who um, he's there. His parents are all civil servants. He all he knows all the answers to everything, but he just uh, he's a straight up slacker. So, um, and he gets there. As it turns out, Hazabi is uh, almost like a genius. Everything he everything he puts his mind to, he just excels in automatically. And this kid, uh, I think his name is Tanaki, Tanaki or something like that. He actually Hazabi doesn't consider him a rival, but he considers um, ha, uh, Hazabi as his rival. So, and it basically snowballs down from there basically he kidnaps some girl (laughs) he kidnaps the main character or whatever but uh other than that um i haven't really been watching too much of anything else i want to i want to start watching blood lab but uh i don't know but speaking of blood lab you have been actually watching blood lab right yeah how is it it's actually pretty interesting i think the last time you saw it it had uh last time you mentioned something about it i think it was a couple podcasts ago you um Said you only saw like maybe one or two episodes. So yeah. how many have you seen now? I'm up to episode six right now. And basically, I don't know if I mentioned before, but one of the characters is a dead girl and you know he's trying to revive her. And yeah. he's, he's, the main character is a vampire and he's a um, otaku at that. Yeah. And there is the character who who is who he's trying to revive is like a human girl from the human world and the main character he's like fascinated about pretty much everything otaku in the human world so he looks at her and he's you know she's like a traditional japanese schoolgirl kind of student and all that good stuff so he's like oh man i gotta revive her mainly so he can suck her blood which is you know his which is really his only motivation for reviving this girl just so he can suck take her blood from her but you know he's going you're going throughout the anime and he's um trying to figure out a way to do this and apparently his older brother knows how to so he finds that out and he goes out to seek his older brother but you know his his relationship with his brother is like uh i don't really trust him too much because he always thinks his brother has an ulterior motive but it turns out his brother really doesn't 
Which is weird because all, brothers usually do have alternative motives. Just saying. I don't know what you're talking about. But at any rate, um, so he finds out how to do it. And, you know, he his brother agrees to do it. But he wants the main character, of course, you know, you do something for him. So he ends up doing it. And don't really want to say too much. Again, I don't really like doing that. But the anime, it's it's really entertaining and it caught my attention. And, you know, when you're watching it, you don't start having like ADD. You start thinking about other things and not even paying attention to it. Nah, not like that at all. And let me see, another anime I've been watching. Let me see. I've been watching Blood Lad. And I've been also watching the Chocolate anime. Yeah, I don't, I don't remember the name of that. Ti- the, the title, I, I'm not even going to try to pronounce anymore. I'm just going to call it the chocolate anime. How many episodes of that have you been watching? I'm actually on episode four now. Where so, Bloodlight comes out more often than uh, the chocolate anime, or is it... No, I'm, I'm sure Bloodlight comes out less often. Well, it's probably about even. It's just that Bloodlight came out before. Well, I've actually started watching Bloodlight before the chocolate anime. You know, I don't really have a whole lot of time to watch them anyway. Because I'm at work, like, almost 14 hours out of the day. So, I'm watching this anime. And it's up to the point where the main character in the chocolate anime, he's actually running for his school's president election thing, whatever it's called in the school. I forgot what that was called. So, the previous president, he's actually he actually visited them, him and his little crew... And he wants to actually help them win the election, which seemed kind of surprising. So I was like, uh, okay, we'll do that. And that's pretty much the attitude of the other characters in the anime also. The other characters are... Each one, I mean, there's a set of twins. They're kind of quirky. There's, like, a goth girl, I guess you could call her. She doesn't really seem goth. The only thing goth about her is, like, she has black hair and wears black clothes. That's about it. She's kind of quiet and soft-spoken. And the rest of the characters are just kind of, I don't want to call, well, you know what, they're normal people for high school girls in Japan. <laughs> yeah. That means they're not normal. <laughs> yeah, so that's about as normal as it's going to get. But I got to keep watching it because it's actually a pretty good anime also. So I'm watching it. And it seems like there's one weird thing about it. I don't know if there's something special about the main character but as he meets new people he can see things like on their person that other people can't see like for example there's one character there's this guy who has like a, a he's got like a, a literal propeller like hanging out of the top of his head and he's looking at it and he actually asked the guy about it he's like is that some kind of hat or is that a machine or something and the guy's like acting like he doesn't know what he's talking about He's like, what are you talking about, man? I don't have anything on my head. And he's like, oh, okay. He's like, am I the only one that can see that? Because, uh, yeah. And also, that anime, I got to keep watching it. Don't want to give it a star review yet. But there's another anime that I've been watching for quite some time. This anime called Fairy Tale. I'm actually up to episode 176. So, you know, just to have that many episodes is obviously 
on par with like uh, Naruto and Bleach in you know the Japanese community obviously now this particular anime um it's it's an anime about pretty much about magic and you have all these different guilds and each guild has the different guild wizards you got like a fire wizard water air and it, it also gets into crazy kind of magic where one guy has destruction magic another guy has like particle magic another guy has like um it it, it, it like it, it's like archive magic where you can find out, like, and yeah, yeah, one guy has archive magic where he can find out any information he could possibly want to know. I don't want that kind of magic. If I'm going to have magic, I don't want archive magic. I don't want to be a statistician of magic. I don't want to be. <laughs> that's not what I want to be. They were like, yo, I can shoot. I can shoot fire. I can shoot water. I can tell you about numbers and different stats. You need to get out of this club. No, right now. he can tell you how your magic works and how to enhance it. Oh, okay. He's the trainer of all magicians. Good job. I'm just saying. Congratulations. He can get any information that he wants. He's probably the only uh, magic user who went to college. <laughs> now, this this anime is actually really, really entertaining. It's obviously because of how many episodes it has. Um, just, just the main, just the main magic guild fairy tale, just, that's actually the name of the, uh, the main characters guild that they're in. Just that guild alone is, you know, enough reason to watch the anime, because the characters in that game, man, you got Natsu, you got Grey, you got Urza. Now, Urza's magic, Urza Scarlet, her magic is, um, kind of interesting, whereas... She has equip magic, where her armor changes and she gets all of these different weapons depending on what type of equip magic she uses. She has like strength, defense, speed, and it just varies. It's it's just ridiculous. She has one magic where she could summon a thousand swords and have them all attack you and just cut you to pieces. <laughs> it's crazy. The game. I keep saying game. The um. The anime, I've actually seen the anime. I've seen the first two seasons of the anime. What, there's Grey Elf? No, Grey Full Buster. The Grey Ice Magic Buster. guy. No, 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 the one that, uh, he has this, the sister who originally couldn't do magic, and then by the season two, or season Oh, Elfman. Yeah, Elfman, that's what it is. The really huge guy. Yeah. And you then they have, man. um, you know, everybody's fighting all the time, people doing messed up stuff. Well, mainly um, Natsu and Grey. Because they're like rivals. No, no, I'm saying like in the first season, like the second or third, no, like the third or fourth episode, they practically destroyed their own guild. And then at the end of the first season, they did destroy, well, somebody else destroyed the guild. Anime is actually pretty funny. Um, the villain. Uh, Natsu, uh, he has, uh, it's Natsu the one, the main character, right? The fire guy. Yeah, the uh, dragon, um, the dragon slayer. Um, dragon magic. slayer magic. Um... He's, uh, his companion, well, not companion, really, is Happy. Mm -hmm. The name of a small blue cat that walks on his hind legs. That has wings. And, has and wings. can talk. And can talk. He's actually, as it turns out, uh, his, um, he's not just some anomaly that the guy was high while he was making the uh, anime mm -hmm. and decided to just throw him in there. He's actually part of, uh, was it a different dimension? It was yeah. a different dimension that there's actually in, a in race which from a There's a dimension. race of those type of cats with wings that fly around. 
And uh, one of them, another one shows, like, two of them show up in the uh, dimension that Natsu and all of them are in. Uh-huh. Um, one is with uh, the other Dragon Slayer magic guy. Um, oh, you're just going to shake your head also, huh? The Iron Dragon, the, the Dragon Slayer magic. Reef? Iron. Reef? Gadgel. Yeah, Gadgel. If you knew the name. I don't know if I'm saying it right. I should, well, of course. Anyway, I should stab you later. But, um... Yeah, that's basically, you know, um, that anime is actually, I thought it was pretty good. You told me about it. I heard the name Fairy Tale. I said, I am not about to watch some Japanese ripoff or some, um, well, actually, to be to be honest, the Americans ripped off what they did. The Disney was a ripoff from something else. But I'm not about to watch uh, a fairy tale about, you know, Disney characters in Japanese. But as it turns out, that's not what it is. Oh, and no. It's a, it's you know, uh, if you're like, if you're into fighting anime, there's quite a bit of that. So that's all there is. Yeah, it's it's way less talking than there is in like, you know, uh, Dragon Ball. <laughs> or even Naruto got a lot of talking in it. It's like mainly talk and, you know, not so much action, but a lot of talking. I want to know how you feel before I kick your ass. <laughs> Whereas when you got Fairy Tale, they show up to the guild, break down the door. I hate your guild. They're like, what? And just start beating them down. And then afterwards, <laughs> they fight. Afterward, they talk, and then they fight again. Like, why did you come here again now that you're all broken and bruised and bleeding? <laughs> Tell me but, why now. As a whole, I, you know, I like that anime. Uh, I haven't been watching it all that much, but, you know, obviously you like it. So, um, if I had to give it a rating, you know, actually, you know, it's a, I don't even really want to even rate it. It's actually a pretty good anime. I would suggest people to at least give it a shot. You know, the name, names, anime names could be really misleading, honestly. Yeah, don't let the so, name fool you. <laughs> you know, there's some anime that have like hardcore names and then it just turned out to be like an equivalent of a chick flick. And then there's some that have like chick flick names that turn out to be like you know Akira so Akira it's actually Akira is actually the, is a prime example of that really you know I heard there were two versions of that movie there probably are it's just like uh, well I know there's two versions of Kite there's the X-rated version and then there's the version that came out in America hmm. or Mezzo uh, 40 but um now speaking of Akira that is actually the first anime I've ever watched and that's pretty much what made me go, ooh, I'm gonna watch this. <laughs> just thinking of just thinking about anime in general. For me, uh, Akira was probably the first anime I saw that I recognized it as being anime, but the worst the real first anime I saw was probably Robotech. And I just didn't realize it was anime really. A lot of times back when we were growing up, we're we're only two years apart. Uh, we're basically babies who were born in the eighties. And um when we were growing up, a lot of anime, it, you know, it wasn't when it brought, was brought to America, they didn't classify it as anime. They classified it as just cartoons. So when you watch Transformers, when you watch Robotech, when you watch Star Blazers, when you watch any of these type of uh, cartoons that we remember when we were kids, or even Speed Racer, like my mom watched Speed Racer. She didn't realize she was watching anime. But when you're watching Speed Racer, that's anime. Um, a lot of these Japanese cartoons, or even cartoons that were written here but anim- the animation was done out there are for the most part all um, anime they're early you know very early anime because I remember wa- seeing um, Gygar uh, Gygogar 
And um, what some, is that? And um, yeah, it's something. To, it's another mecha um, anime. But um, all that stuff was out in America. It's just they just called it something else and they referred to it as cartoons. It, whereas now, if something comes out, it's strictly like anime. It's listed as anime because anime is more accepted now. Yeah. You know what? See, when I when I originally like recognized the difference between anime and when I the difference between anime and like regular cartoons. When you're watching like in a cartoon, you know it's just laughs. Everybody's having a good time usually and stuff like that. Now when I saw anime and it hit me that it was anime was when I saw someone get killed. And I watched their body get ripped into different parts, and I saw blood, bones, and organs flying into the air. I was like, yeah, this is not a cartoon. Sounds like sort of berserk. Yeah. When you see somebody just getting maimed like that, no, it's not a cartoon anymore. But that's like how I refer to people. I tell people to watch um, Attack on uh, Titan. You know, you watch the Titans literally pick people up and eat them like they're cupcakes. Yeah. Which, by chance, that anime is awesome. You can, act, you, you, you can almost feel like the intensity of the people just getting ripped, just bitten in half. Like, oh my god. On a side note, uh, the on Netflix they have an uh, anime called Baka and Tess. It's a very, uh, I like it. It's a very funny um, anime. There's some scenes in it. There's some situations in it. It's you know, as an American audience, you're not you know we don't normally most a lot of this stuff but you know if you look past some of that stuff you know it's actually very funny I thought it was a very funny anime um, you could watch the first season on um, Netflix um, and the second season well I have the second season I have it on disc but um, the second season is also available I don't know if it's available on Netflix or not I'm assuming it'll come out on Netflix soon so yeah but keep an eye on, out on that so basically we're going to that one's gotta be a funny anime for part of the for part of the title to be idiot. Yeah, <laughs> gotta be yeah. Baka is idiot or jerk or whatever, however way they want to um, translate it. But we're pretty much that's pretty much the end of this episode. Uh, you know, as always, you can find us on um, Stitcher, iTunes, um, Blueberry, gotapodcast.com. You know, we have a WordPress and. You know, also, uh, I speaking of WordPress, I uh, I put a little uh, blog post, just a little short blog post on how I felt about the uh, Ben Affleck thing. Ben Affleck being Batman. Well, ben you know, since you haven't said anything, I'll just let you say, speak your turn on that. If ben, you have any you know what? Ben Affleck is Batman, as opposed to obviously most of America. Personally, my opinion is. <clears throat> okay. Just watch the movie. Okay. Nobody got time for that. Man, <laughs> nobody got time for that. But, uh, yeah, that's basically it. Uh, you know, it's been a little while since we came out with a little uh, episode. We're going to probably try We try to come out with an episode every week. But, you know, sometimes, you know, life catches you. So, you know, you guys have a wonderful time. Enjoy anime and video games. All Enjoy right, otaku culture in general. Take it easy. Watch Fairy Tale. Play Saints Row. That's it. Also check out uh, our friends uh, at the Rhythm and the Rebel. Um, yes, sir. They uh, they you know awesome social commentary, awesome political uh, commentary, awesome hip hop music in general. If you like any of those things, 
you know, they're the podcast to go down and check out. They keep it real. You know, as a matter of they keep it realer. Yeah, that's right. Realer. Realer. But uh, you guys have a great day. Thanks a lot. All right, guys.